1: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are journeying into the tunnels under the Underdark to defeat the cult of Cortexus, but they're hearing voices in their heads and Quinny is wasted. Will Quinny be able to successfully ride Ranger? Will Juniper's scroll give them any hints of what is to come? And where the hell is Xanthus? Find out next. On dum dums and dragons.
2: I withdraw ice brand and point it forward, and like, ho. Oh. <laughs> Just <laughs> kind of hope that I do die. A little too loud, enough. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> This might be the most fun
3: fight ever if we all have to go down this path. So as you continue on down into the dark, you're finding more and more bodies, all of which seem to have just kind of fallen over from work of tunneling but eventually you find the tunnel kind of breaks open into a natural cavern that's a bit wider still a tunnel but no longer carved it's sort of a natural tunnel stalagmites stalactites you can feel sort of a, a cool breeze and there are considerably more corpses
1: so i'm realizing we're here but it's getting darker there's a lot of dead bodies we're probably going to have to fight soon juniper you're the only person who can't see mm-hmm. you're also good with a sword and we gave mm-hmm. you extra special armor so tom i don't know if this is possible depending on how they're built but the of the owl. Would it be possible to separate the two eyes?
3: Quinny could probably do it with his thieves' tools.
1: All right, so we'll have Quinny. I got it.
3: This but is it's sort no of
1: problem. It's no problem. This is sort of. Do you know? What? It's I, fine. I don't want to abuse my powers, Moonhammer. But just know this is pretty satisfying. Uh, and I reach out and lay a hand on you. Just cast lesser restoration. I
2: was like, You're no, I don't again. want. It. Oh God! What the hell? Oh, my mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, give it here. Like, I know what's going on. so <laughs> Like, give it here. I'll disassemble it.
1: I guess I will assist with that. Maybe I can try to use some magical energy or something to keep
3: both halves functional. Sure. How do you want me to roll, sir? Roll me a sleight of hand, please, uh, with advantage because you're using your tools. Okay. And what do you want me to roll, Tom? If you're trying to, like, divinely will it. Yeah, pretty much. Religion, I
1: guess. Religion feels right. We'll use that.
3: I'm a 14. You're going to get a plus two from... Butthole. That's a total of 27 then. You start to tinker with them and it's almost constructed like a pair of scissors. Like once you start to mess with it, you realize how easy it is to mm-hmm. click these things apart. So yes, you're able to separate the goggles and give one, to yes, butthole and I'm one, yeah, two. I'm going
1: to turn them into almost like eye patches. So over one eye, the band goes around the head, but it means we can both see in the dark out of one eye. You guys are like
3: dead shot. Yeah, dead which, shot. Which, or, which eye
4: do you, have you, have you like got? Solid
3: eye. I feel like I'll do the right eye.
4: That works. I oh, left eye then. Perfect. Perfect.
3: So together, you can now see the tunnel starts to twist and turn a bit. There's also a fog that seems to be floating through the tunnels, which seems odd and out of place. It's very cool on your skin, kind of unnerving. You make your way along the tunnel, kind of pushing past stalactites and stalagmites until finally you come to a larger open cavern and you find yourself in a strange lab. So you're in a large lab that's been built in sort of a natural cave. It's a decent size. So Listening, you don't hear anything. You can, however, see some old glass tubes that seem to be grimy and dark, seem to be some kind of technologically advanced apparatus, not the same as the ones you've seen at Martha's Lab or with any of the future tech. Think more, almost 20,000 leagues under the sea, nautical, steampunky things. There's still yet more corpses around. You can see at the far end of the cavern, there seems to be a small pool of water through which you can see shimmering light. And most notably, you can kind of see various bodies all over the place, but specifically... There is one that is in a reclined chair, wearing fine robes. Its face seems to have tentacles hanging down from it, and its skull has been essentially scooped open. Um, And you can see a large metal drill-type structure above it. It seems to have something shriveled that looks vaguely like a brain.
0: Obviously, we're in the realm of the sunken god. What? What? Oh, it's just a mythology I've been batting around in my head. Well, I write stories on the side when I'm bored. Well, why don't you tell us a little more about the sunken god? Uh, And I want to go look at this body while we're
1: talking about the sunken god.
0: Well, the sunken god (laughs) is this mysterious beast that uh, basically it's like an elder god, if anybody's familiar with that. Gods that are old, like older than time itself, and they reside in deep bodies of water and have aquatic features. And are worshiped by cults.
1: Like a psychic whale kind of monster? Yeah,
0: sure. Why not? Interesting. Anyways, I'm gonna dunk my head underneath this shimmering pool water because I have the cloak of the manta ray and I'm, I want to give it a whirl. Quinny's just going to be like, whoa, Ranger, whoa, 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 whoa. he's <laughs> 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 still riding you.
2: Let's approach that as a group. Maybe just, you know, explore this room first before we head to the water. Friends, how, how old do we think this
1: body is? I want everybody to take a look at this body with the brain out. Is Uh-oh. the brain
2: still there? Is that what's in the scoop? Yep.
3: Yeah. I'll take a look. The claw drill thing seems to be an extraction tool of some sort. Mm-hmm. The brain is very dry and, and old. The body looks well-preserved, but but definitely not two days old, if that's... How about 10 days? Older than 10 days. Nuts. <laughs> I look at it and go, well, you're in
1: hell now, friend. <laughs> May Moonhammer look after you, and I do like a version of The Last Rites, which involves me farting in my hand and then sprinkling it over the corpse.
2: This is a creature that has tentacles on its face? Mm-hmm. What size is it? Like, is it... It's humanoid size. It, like, you'd probably
3: recognize it as an elephant.
1: Juniper, just uh, in case we need one of these in the future, you want to take a
3: look at this whole vibe going on here?
4: Is there enough of it yeah, left Yeah, Yeah, it's it to... like
3: as clean as one of these things could go. It's not like the head's caved yeah. in. Okay. It's like there was a surgical saw around it, popped the cranium off, took the brain with it. So yeah, you can imagine what it, okay. it would look like. Juniper, I think your people probably know about illithids or know mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, um, more commonly known as mind flayers. Um, mm-hmm. They're very secretive species that normally live in large colonies. It's odd to find one or two alone. Solitary. But uh, yeah, you, you kind of observe it. Ranger, did you stop when Quinny kind of reared you back or or would you go for the dunk? Oh, I didn't dunk. I did dribble, though. No traveling for you, Ranger. (laughs) And, uh, butthole, you're looking at the body, right? Yeah, I'm curious about the body because if the
1: brain came out, I've got some theories now because I'm imagining, Juniper, you probably relay what you know about illithids because I
3: don't
2: know Mm -hmm. a
1: goddamn thing about any of this.
2: Is
3: this body shackled to the chair? No, it's not. In fact, uh, on closer inspection, you can see it's grasping the control with one hand. Jesus Christ. Uh, There seems to be a book off to the side when you're kind of investigating. Let's open that fucker up. Quinny, I
2: assume you're still comprehending language. It's good for an hour. So you tell me how much time has passed since I cast it, arriving at the front gates. So you'd probably need to cast it again. All right. I guess I will. That's all of my spell slots. (laughs) Quinny, are you still on Ranger's back for this? Yeah. Come on, Ranger. And I
4: like get him
2: to come over to the...
4: Just because I want to get the visuals right. Are we talking Ranger like hands and knees or more like a velociraptor hunched over? Yeah, I'm thinking
3: like Hodor
1: if he had a slight hunch. The Mad Max guy, what's the name again? Master Blaster? Yeah, there we go. So you can like use Ranger's head as somewhere you can rest the book while you're (laughs) reading. Yeah, I think I want to do like Butthole's shitty version of Sherlocking where I'd wander around and I touch stuff and I taste stuff and I smell things and I fart and I'm just like trying to put a picture together of what the whole
3: room is. So can you roll me, I guess, an insight check of some sort? 21. So as you're wandering around, you're seeing a lot of bodies wrapped in robes. There are two other illithids in the room. One of them seems to have stabbed himself through the heart and the other one seems to have been wounded several times by a dagger and is closer to the door. You can also find a bunch of the gnomes scattered around similar to who you saw upstairs. There's obviously a lot of surgery tools. You would recognize those from your field days also from Dr. Moreau and his lab. The tubes themselves, most of them still have liquid in it. They're very murky. However, you also find an examination table with a bunch of diagrams of what seems to be some kind of almost parasite and cross sections, as well as a tray with a few of these things pinned to it and stacks of notes that you can't read.
4: How big are these parasite creatures? They're fairly
3: small probably about the size of a thumb.
1: I'd like to cast light on just the glass structure of the tube to see if it'll clear up what's in the
3: murk inside it? You can see one of these parasite things, although it's slightly larger than the ones you've seen outside, floating upside down at the top of the tube, and it's not moving.
1: Okay, I got a theory, but I want to hear what Quinny has evidence-wise before I give my theory. So I just find another tube and a piece of chalk, and I'm just absently writing numbers as though I were a genius just (laughs) writing chalk on glass, only they don't mean anything, and there's a surprising number of genitalia.
3: Ranger, what is the scariest thing that you know about the sunken god
0: well the scariest thing i can recall is that gazing upon the sunken god alone can drive the sanest person kooky
3: so i'd like to imagine that while everyone's doing their investigation you're just regaling them with information you have or you think you have about the sunken Mm. god Mm -hmm. so i'll be checking back in with you periodically for sunken god updates (laughs) for all the listeners at home juniper's still studying Quinny, you're reading the book. Yes, what's in the book? Can you please roll me an investigation check just because you don't have time to read the whole thing. I imagine you're probably skimming it and then reading the last few pages. Thirteen. There's a lot of technical stuff that even though you can comprehend the language, it still doesn't make much sense to you. Hmm. You're able to read the bits in between, but there's just a lot of technical jargon that doesn't doesn't quite track. Reading the last couple pages, however, it would seem that this particular illithid just scrawled, where everything else is very systematic. Hmm. Uh, There's just a few scrawled passages at the end saying we we made a mistake, it was too powerful, we flooded the tanks, we flooded the chamber, the only way out, and
2: then it just trails off. This guy over here seems to have been involved in some kind of experiment that got out of control as far as I can tell. He says we, so it's a team, more than one. Something got out of their control, they flooded the tanks, and then he stopped writing. So my guess is that didn't work, because he has cut his own head open.
1: Okay, if we combine that with the stuff I found, there's like two other bodies, one of which killed themselves, and the other one has a bunch of stab wounds, which makes me think if they'd gone too far, then stabby stabby endgame. And these tubes all around have the same weird thing that's like pinned down over there. And if we jump to he took his brain out, this might be a brain thing. So if there's a parasite that's, like, taking over people's bodies and then piloting them around, that'd be a problem. Going full faculty here. Perhaps it's affected by alcohol because we see drunk people don't get affected. Like, these are also... Ill- 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 that Yeah. Or more commonly mind flayers. Yeah, the mind fuckers. So they what? They control your mind? Is that the thing they do? What do they do, Juniper?
4: Very mysterious. Probably not up to anything good. And they seem to be able to communicate... With each other. But do they like, like take
1: people's over people's minds? Do they make you do but, stuff? Yeah, they
4: can basically take over a person's psyche. They feast on brains too.
1: Okay, so we've got monsters that normally control your mind that are apparently losing control of their minds. And then they're here with some sort of spooky ocean god that Ranger knows about. So... Yeah, this is basically a train wreck. I mean, there's one thing I'm sort of curious about, and I take Moonlight Bringer and I just smash one of the
3: tanks. So you smash the tank, the water rushes out, the creature just kind of bounces off the bottom and skitters to the side. It, it's not moving. Okay, but it is
1: water. It is water. My theory was, if this is also alcohol, then we know that alcohol kills these things, which is why people get drunk to fuck I, them up.
2: I do want to still pour alcohol even on a corpse to see if there's some kind of reaction. You pour the alcohol on the parasite corpse,
3: it doesn't react. And if you test the water, it's salty. Well, we can't just drink salt water. That just
1: makes you puke and then shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Not really Mission a great plan. accomplished. Yeah. Okay. So, we got a spooky god that if we look at, we're completely crazy, but Ranger isn't that sane to begin with. You sure you haven't seen the sunken god there, Ranger?
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> what What were you doing just now? Oh, I was playing with myself.
0: I mean my face, not, not the bottom bits. What are you doing? I'm getting off. <laughs> oh, just, you are now, I are just, you? I just <laughs> climb off
1: the, the saddle. We'll take the saddle off him. Do we want Ranger to look in the water? Oh, yes, please. He really wants to, but I don't want to, like, lower a head in and come back with a Ranger without a head. Ranger, what do you think the odds are that your head goes up? Here, can we just... Stick I, one of his dicks in. He's got two. I'm going <laughs> to take the dead body that's on there, and I'm just going to stick its arm in the water for a second.
3: Do you want to drag the body off the chair, or do you just want to use one of the gnomes that's around? Off the chair. Great. So you put the arm in the water, and nothing happens. Okay, I take it i take it back out nothing happens i think ranger you just gotta fucking go for
1: it bro i'm raring for a bath and he's stinky as hell mm. and i say good work and i just clap ranger on the back like congratulatory but i knock him into the pool.
3: <laughs> as you fall forward you knock your head forward and as you'd always hoped it would your manta ray hood flips up and over your face
0: flame on
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you splash face first into the water it's a little bit like being in a scuba outfit for the first time like it's it's very strange for you to be able to breathe the water oh, God and it's just like air is venting out the sides of your uh, your face so what you're seeing is the tunnel seems to descend downward the light sources appear to be ever burning flames in small glass cases lighting the way down do you continue on down? Yep. So you swim forward. You got to use your words, guys. This is yeah, great physical guys. work. Yeah. I'm swimming, which is medium. great. I'm, I'm, I'm dog paddling
0: right around. I've never really swum before. So oh, I'm my before. God. So this is all <laughs> new for me. But
3: somehow it's so effective because you're in this cloak that, you know, it, it feels like you're an expert swimmer. You're the Michael Phelps of underwater ranger exploration. He's a famous orcish swimmer.
0: <laughs> I see. There we yes. go.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, he won all of the gold medals at the Orc Olympics. Oh. There it is. <laughs> Hello friends, Ryan here for another ad, but this ad includes how you don't have to hear me do ads anymore. That's right. If you join the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon, you can get an ad-free feed to this show for just $5 a month. And that's not all you get. You also get an ad-free feed for Warhammer 40k, The Valentine Heresy, another one of our podcasts. Plus, you get weekly video table side chats. So you know what's going on with the company, what's going on with us. Plus, you get access at that same tier to our fan and patron only Discord. It's exclusive. You get access to all of us. Our casts are there. Our creative teams are there. A bunch of other fans are there. This is a great opportunity for you to escape ads, get more of the stuff you want, less of the stuff you don't. Patreon.com slash dice. That's patreon.com slash d-u-m-b. D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join up today and get your ad-free feed now.
2: I do want to get a short rest in. If he's swimming around, I'm just and I'm hanging out. I'm just sure. gonna see if I can. <laughs> when he just takes a nap, I'm gonna sit in the guy's like operation chair, and just kind of like kick back. It's great. It's very comfy.
0: If I were able to, would I be able to like swim to the bottom of this thing? There's
3: a two. Yep. Two. So it's going down on a diagonal, oh, um, sort of descending like a tunnel. As you start to swim downward, you can actually feel stairs beneath oh. you. And as you sink further and further down into the depths, eventually it levels out into a hallway. And to your horror or possibly delight, it's Ranger. Who knows? There is a huge mass of drowned corpses. Think like a a sunken submarine. So just like tons of bodies floating in sort of a very enclosed area. Could I uh, search through one of the corpses and see what I find? You turn the corpse over. Can you roll me an investigation check, please? 16. Doing a quick search, it seems to just be a person with whatever they would have on them. And there's like house keys, a wallet. I uh, take the keys. And examining the face, it's the bloated visage of a Not Lame Liam that you saw from the posters.
0: So I swim myself back up. Oh, oh, not Lame Liam. Not Blame Liam. Blame <laughs> Liam. You, you gotta go down there. <laughs>
1: Okay, how, how far down is it? Well, it's like... What? I'd say 60 feet. 60 feet? Yeah, I'm going to need your, like, cloak if you think I'm going to be able to go down there and see what's going on. What's there? You just Bodies. said bl- blame blame Oh, yeah.
0: No, no, all of those pamphlets with those missing visages all on them. Well, they're all down there, and they're all dead as pie. Well,
1: that's not ideal. Uh, no. it, is there some way to, like, like? I'm assuming we got to keep going. Is your nutsack pulling you down there? It sure as heck is. Okay, we got to get past the bodies, but there's so much friggin' water.
3: How Uh, how much of your water-sucking dust is there?
4: Nine times 15-foot cubes.
3: Yeah, for four pinches, you'd be able to get to the bottom of the stairs.
4: We can do it.
3: I mean, Quinny's taking a nap, and I'm like, wake up,
1: asshole. We Uh, found uh, a way through the uh, water.
2: What?
3: We're good? Everyone's
1: dead, but we're going through the water because we got that stuff we stole. Really saved the day. Everyone's dead. What did you do? That's not my fault. They were underwater.
2: Oh, We found
1: them and they drowned. Okay. It's not our bad. But do you know what? Let this be a lesson to all of us. Sometimes looting saves the day. I live by those words.
4: So one by one, I throw a pinch of dust of dryness <laughs> <Never get so. laughs> at the water. And each speck sucks up the water around it into a little kind of pebble-sized thing.
3: I like to imagine that as that's happening, they just bounce down a couple more steps. And you're just picking ah, them up and pocketing them as you go. Yeah, hang so, on to those pebbles. They're yeah, like yeah, water yeah. marbles. Yeah. yeah. So you get to the bottom of the stairs. And you can now see clearly that there are lights kind of leading the way down. It looks like this would have been a fairly regular thoroughfare before it was flooded. And yes, when you reach the bottom, I'm going to say there's a few inches that have been sort of vaporized on the ceiling. So you can kind of see a little bit over, but ultimately the majority of it's still flooded. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, you can see a bunch of corpses bobbing and and floating. If you kind of dunk your head under, you can see there's just a ton. This hallway is about seven feet tall and it's maybe an inch. So we're
1: sort of like neck deep kind of thing? At the bottom of the stairs, you're neck deep. But if we go into the tunnel, you'd have to to dive.
2: Yeah. God, that's a mess. That's just terrifying.
1: Does the tunnel keep going down or is it straight? Straight. But there's one inch of air, because I have this copper wiring, and if we can make straws out of it, we could just walk and breathe the air at the very top. Let me look at this copper wiring. (laughs) It's a hollow copper wire? (laughs) I don't know. Listen, you seem to have assumptions about copper wire, but let me tell you right now, we live in medieval times, (laughs) so just having wire run through things is
3: pointless. It's most likely tubing. 20, roll me a perception check. 18. There's
2: definitely no hole in the middle of the wire.
4: I mean, I could use my ring of swimming to swim quickly.
0: It's dangerous for anyone to go alone. I'll do it, but I have a stipulation. Okay, let's hear it. Quinny has to be on my back the entire time. <laughs> there you go, Quinny's not Son's going alone. Son's
1: hood.
2: The hood won't cover both of you. No, yeah, it's for you. But no, but he wants your hair to show. He, want, he wants <laughs> you to get wet. I don't trust him to not just hang out underwater until I drown. <laughs> smart, but here's the smart thing. Boy. No, but here's the balance. Because <laughs> this is what you have to remind Ranger of. He can
1: never make you dismount. So if he just hangs out there till you drown, we both swear we'll never take him off you and you will rot as a corpse for eternity on Ranger's back.
2: Then I'm just a fucking snack for him whenever he wants. (laughs) Just a nibble on my fingers or toes or something. Well, it's his stipulation. I'm just trying to make it work. Okay, you're trying to make it work. I'm still dead in the scenario where
1: you try to make it work. I'm not saying you're wrong, okay? Mm -hmm. Listen, no one has perfect ideas. You
2: gotta break an omelet to make a few eggs. I don't want an omelet. I'm not hungry. Look, you're the one with the most knowledge amongst us. Tell you what, you won't know the difference. And I take one of the gnome corpses and I stick it on your saddle.
0: Okay, I assume baby is in the corner, <laughs> by yep. which I mean my back. So here goes, gang. Gucci gang, goochie gang, Gucci gang. Swimming down, swimming Jesus. down, swimming down.
3: So, Ranger, you um, swim down amongst the corpses. Can you please roll me a wisdom save? Four. Um, <laughs> you begin to wade through the infinite corpses floating, and you begin to feel terror and panic. And even though you can breathe, you start to hyperventilate. But then suddenly, the thoughts of your old pal Hershey enter your mind, and you re-roll using your advantage.
0: Come on, Hershey. Bring me out of this stupor. <laughs> Use the strength his heart gave you. That's a nine. A little better. <laughs> Hershey was always brave. But you until ate her. you ate his
3: heart. <laughs> Then he knew fear. Can I now. use my stress? Yes. What would you like from stress?
0: Uh, more of what I need. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> so Ranger, can you tell me a story from your past that would have mentally prepared you for swimming through a hallway full of corpses?
0: When I was back at the temple, living my days out in the forest, I crafted this tale about uh, this series of aliens I called a xenomorph. <laughs> And in the fourth iteration uh, (laughs) done by this French director I had created in my mind who had previously done a romantic comedy These space adventurers are swimming through a flooded tube on a spaceship while a xenomorph was chasing them While one of them wasn't so lucky and was eaten by said xenomorph The others made their way through the derelict yet flooded tubing They then came to this gelatinous (coughs) sack We're just getting the whole thing, okay Oh no, we'll drown, said the robot that could breathe underwater. But then Ron Perlman busted through the ceiling and air rejoiced our lungs. And that's my story. Ranger, I'm going to give that to
3: you for three stress, which is still two stress less than watching that movie, game.
2: Uh, so I'm going to let you roll again uh, with advantage. Oh, oh boy, he's going to need with it. Advantage. So that was a two on the die. So we want a little bit better than that. Much better. Yay. 18. All it takes is sacrificing your
3: pal Quinny on your back, but you manage to fight your way through. (laughs) Done. You make your way through the course. Stop (laughs) talking, done. And while there is no Ron Perlman, there is a Ron Perlman in Hershey's heart, which is in you. So you reach the end of the hallway, and there seems to be a large sealed door, as well as two uh, vents to either side. Door's like a classic underwater porthole kind of door with a big wheel. A middle. wheelie thing. Yeah, I, I'm literally miming it. That's, and you're a, tec- miming too. that's a technical A <laughs> Big old-fashioned nautical wheelie thing that seems to have uh, clamped it tight. Well, I'm going to have to open up this sucker now, won't I? Do you want me a strength check, please? <laughs> or athletics. Let's make it athletics. It's thirteen. Thirteen. You struggle <laughs> with the wheel, but it is it is wedged tight. Think that perhaps you might not be strong enough to crack open this door.
4: And it's not just like a Sylvester Stallone in Daylight when he tries to turn it to the right first, <laughs> he tries to turn it <laughs> clockwise.
3: <laughs> you know what? Roll me an intelligence <laughs> save. <laughs> 16. 16. You may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know right sees from left sees occasionally after failing once. <laughs> Give that guy another spin. <laughs> uh, this time, do it with dexterity because you're no longer fighting against tension. 23, there we baby. go. <laughs> and there's those big numbers. Man, that thing was greased well. It spins, <laughs> baby. The problem
0: was I was doing it wrong the entire
3: time. Um, <laughs> you turn to say that to the Quinny you thought was on your back. I you give a high five to
0: a- the drowned corpse. <laughs>
3: yeah. The door swings open, and as it does so... It um, swings
0: open in the water.
3: Yeah, because it swings out into a void. Oh, uh, my God! The water begins to rush and sucks you out into the void, oh along no. with just a bunch of wet gnome corpses um, <laughs> behind... Uh, meanwhile, back up the tunnel, all of you feel the water levels start to rapidly rush down the corridor and out into a large space at the end. Are we touching the
2: ground? Yep, let's go.
4: Oh, I'm running. Oh, nuts. Is he
0: done?
2: Yeah, can you guys please roll me? (laughs) (laughs) Like ambling over these dead bodies. I was going to say, I'm going to need like an an
1: acrobatics. Oh, happily. Or or an athletics. Yeah, while while I'm running, Goblin Jr. is running with me and just sort
3: of like shouldering me around corpses I'm not (laughs) noticing. Acrobatics to leap over them.
2: Athletics to stomp over them.
4: Stomping over them with an 11.
2: 26 for Quinny. He is exclusively just wall jumping (laughs) like side to side (laughs) down the corridor Prince of Persia
1: running yeah yeah I rolled a seven so I started trying to stomp through them but then you know how like on a first snowfall you get that like fun crunch after a few of those I just sort of slowed down I'm just like listening to the sounds as I step because they're all different and kind of fun like the water meant that the courses are basically just bones (laughs) crunching but they're so gelatinous I don't see people underneath me I'm just like this looks
3: kind of neat crunch and then like crunch Goblin Jr. is not happy (laughs) (laughs) okay so Quinny you make it to the end of the hallway, Juniper and Butthole are stuck, kind of squelching their way through. Yep. So Quinny, you make it to the edge of this, and you're kind of looking into a large silo. Mm-hmm. There's ladder rungs directly beneath you. In front of you, you can see Ranger just soaring majestically in his manta-ray cloak as the water pulls him over and down. If you think about it this way, it's like the door opens, there's a ladder down directly mm-hmm. in front of it. The water pushed him over and past that. Mm-hmm. So there seemed to be a large cave structure beneath you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Ranger, I'm going to get you to roll me a dexterity save as you're falling to try and grab onto uh, some metal grating. <laughs>
0: 22.
3: 22. So Ranger, you're able to grab on to some of the catwalks as you're pulled through. Basically, the way to think of this is a large silo carved into the stone leading down into a much larger cave structure. The catwalks are basically there to kind of assist someone getting all the way down. Along the way though, there do seem to be thinking like in the Bat Cave how there's all those like little platforms with stairs leading up and down to them all suspended above cave ground. Does that make sense to people mentally?
1: Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's got like catwalks and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah.
3: Catwalks with some platforms around. On the various platforms, you can see a strange variety of creatures that have been chained down. Most of them are dead, but all of them seem to be in various forms of Ithalid transformation. So there's a cave badger who's got tentacles sprouting from its face. Transformation. You can see there's There's definitely some humans, a variety of things. All of them seem dead. However, suddenly the sounds in your head intensify. And deep beneath you, you can see a cave with low-level water. seems to be sort of a massive space. And you can kind of hear, particularly for you, Ranger, the draw is intense. This is where it's been guiding you. And you just hear a voice in your brain say, Oh, yes, welcome. Join
2: me. I do too. Everyone who's in this space can hear it. Where is Ranger in relation to Quinny?
3: Let's say you're at the very top of the space. It It only goes down. Yep, only goes down. There's a ladder directly in front of you that drops 10 feet to the first level of the catwalk. Mm Mm-hmm. There are three levels to the catwalk, and then there's the massive cavern beneath. Ranger is currently on level two. You're on level one at the door. Okay, I'll start making my way down. Ranger, in your head, you see this thing very clearly as the sunken god. Can you please roll me a perception check? 18. You hear the flapping of massive wings. Everybody, please roll initiative.
4: Seven. Twelve.
3: Eleven. Also, eleven. Hey, now, we're in this together. (laughs) Okay, so, Ranger, you managed to pull yourself up onto the catwalk. You're on level two. Beneath you, there's one more level of catwalk with some more of these platforms, and then sort of two long ladders leading down into the cavern. We'll say the door you entered from is on the west wall of the silo. You can hear wings coming from the southeast.
0: Everything in my guts tells me this is wrong, but everything in my balls tells me (laughs) it's just right. I'm going southeast,
3: baby. So using your movement, you'll be able to get one more full level down. So you're now on level three, which is the final catwalk level for the ladders you can see a massive shape reflected in the water and it seems to be rushing quickly toward you. Oh, no. Butthole, you are midway through the tunnel. You can probably make it to the door.
1: Yeah, I'll make it to the door. Could I get down to Quinny right now or if I uh, rush? Or- I'd let you get down to level one, yeah. One is highest? Yes,
3: one then- is highest. So you come out on level one to get down to Quinny on level two. You can do that by the end of your move. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll go for that. I'll, do, I'll try to do that classic thing where I climb down, but because I'm like a big guy, I just like throw Goblin Junior over my shoulder, so it looks vaguely like the Manta Ray cloak. Only I got Goblin Junior with me, and then it's like hands on both sides, and then the feet there, and I just try to slide down. Yeah, but it, it the, the, the tactics It looks fucking
3: cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, you hit the catwalk, and the whole thing trembles under your feet and Quinny's feet. Yeah, but I look so cool do doing it. You look it. awesome. I like, like turn over my shoulder, and like don't do that again. <laughs>
2: Just that guy jumping on a suspension bridge. That brings us to Quinny. With my devil's sight, being able to see in natural and magical darkness 120 feet, can I see anything better than anyone else so far? Is there any details that we haven't gotten that I can you get You can from see a bunch of what seem like corpses floating face down in the right. water. Different races, but they all have tentacle faces now?
3: Some of them do. A lot of them don't. Okay. You can see the water is very shallow. There's a lot of stalagmites, like, the ones come up from the ground, I believe. Yep. So, yep, lots of stalagmites. It seems to be kind of a large cavernous space. Beyond that, from your angle, it's very hard to see, only because you're basically in a tube attached to the top of a cavern. So, yeah. there's not a lot you can see from this angle, but you can see
2: very clearly. Okay, I'll summon Frostbrand yep. and head further down to try and meet up with Ranger. Okay, great. So you meet up with Ranger on level three. Now you can definitely see a large
3: dark shape reflected in the water. What do we have in terms of mobility? There are two ladders that reach all the way to the ground. You're not sure what's down there. You can see some metal structures down there as well. It looks like it's been built up a bit, but it's hard to see from where you are.
2: I'm going to start making my way down to those structures then as well. I'm going to start down the ladder. Quinny, as soon as you start to descend the ladder, you can see rushing at you from the edge of
3: the cavern, a huge, what would have at one point been reptilian creature, wide wingspan. But where the dragon's head would normally be is uh, a swirling mass of tentacles. And you behold Quarturex, the brain stealer dragon, bearing down upon you.
2: I'm going to use my bonus action to dash vertically and just in terms of like climbing back the fuck up that ladder. I'm just (laughs) waving
1: you towards me up top.
3: So you begin to book it back up the ladder. I'm going to say you get back up to level three. Okay, that brings us to the end of your turn then. brings us to quarter X. The dragon, having seen you, flies into the central part of the chamber so all of you can see it beneath you to your great horror ranger. It does indeed look like the sunken god of your nightmares. And it will cast Frightful Presence. So each creature within 120 feet of it needs to pass a wisdom save. This is just beholding a, an Eldritch Horror.
4: Who's within 10 feet of me.
3: No one now, I think.
4: <laughs> so it's just me not being frightened.
3: Uh, yeah, because you're actually, you can't see it yet, so you're fine.
4: I, I can't be frightened anyway.
3: Great. That's a wisdom save? Yes.
2: 21. I'm 22. Natural 20, actually, in fact. You know what? You guys don't give a fuck.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, after that symbiote, sure, the dragon has powers. I got a 17. You behold it, and as Ranger promised, the threat of madness briefly dances across your mind. But given that he kind of warned you this might be the case, you're able to choke down the horror and carry on. It's not so bad.
4: I'm so courageous.
1: <laughs> I am just so glad. The secret fear in the back of my mind is constantly that my dad will show up and be like,
2: kiss the dragon.
0: And I, I don't
3: have that anymore, so it's liberating to be free to die under my own terms. You can see it lock eyes. And, Quinny, you're not looking at it, but you can feel its eyes boring into you. And almost in your mind, you can see its face directly in front of you, even okay. though you're not looking at it. And all of a sudden, your brain begins to scream. Uh, can you please roll me a dexterity save? 14. Fortunately, that will not save. So you can kind of see its eyes, you can see its face, and then you kind of feel heat on the back of your head and you realize that it's been distracting you to keep you stationary while it fires a neural lance at you. Can I use my reaction for evasion? Sure. So you would take half on success and you take full on a fail. So now with evasion, you'll take... I'll take half. Half on a fail. Okay, great. So you'll take... He's rolling so many dice. They're all D4s. They're all D4s. I hope so. They're D12s. So, Quinny, you would have taken 77 points of damage. Oh, my God. But because you used evasion, you're only going to take 39
2: Well, I'm not dead. I would have been dead with that first one. Can't take another hit like that, folks. So you hear Corduerec say, do not flee, join. Can I think about it? You just did. Which brings
3: us to Juniper. Juniper, you're standing in a hallway full of corpses. Things seem pretty good from where you're standing. And you hear Quinny scream.
4: Yeah, and I rush in.
3: You get to the edge of the big round door. And beneath you, you can see kind of where everyone is arrayed. Quinny's quickly skittering up a ladder. And then you see the horrible tentacled dragon lock eyes with the back of his head. And you see a beam of greenish light strike the back of Quinny's head and you you hear him scream in psychic horror.
4: Then I think because this being is pretty big, I'm pretty sure I can hit it without hitting Quinny too. It's
3: directly beneath all of you. It's not close to anyone.
4: And even though we're in the dark... I can still conjure the moon. (laughs) I just say, light of the moon, protect me. And a moonbeam shines down.
3: Refresh my memory. What does it do? So
4: I'm casting this at level three. Mm -hmm. It's a 40-foot high cylinder. Mm -hmm. So it'll be centered on the center of this. Right down Um, the middle? Yeah. It has a five-foot radius. And the creature has to make a constitution saving throw, um, or it will take 3d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. What is your one.
3: spell save, DC? 15. So it will make the save, but okay. it will still take half damage.
4: That's 22 total.
3: 11 points. Great. The creature makes no audio noise, but mentally you can hear it wince. Okay. Top the round, Quinny, your brain just got bored by horrors. Oh my god. But there's a a moonbeam holding the creature at bay. What do you do?
2: I'm going to turn around and I've been making an active effort to be less violent, kill less, because I know the ones that I kill, they go straight to the one of many faces. But this is a whole different kind of game. So the safeties are off. I point my sword at him and I cast Hex. What does Hex do? You place a curse on a creature that you can see within range. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage to the target whenever you hit it with an attack. Also, choose one ability when you cast the spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. And that ability will be... What's uh, the save for a moonbeam?
4: Constitution?
2: Constitution. Great. And that spell is a bonus action. Okay. So I'm going to keep running away, back up to a butthole, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to fire off an Eldritch Blast. Okay. Okay. 24. Uh, yes, that will hit. Excellent. Five damage. What do you think of that?
3: <laughs> Ranger, you're looking down at a, a monster born of nightmares, and you're seeing the little
0: boy you thought was dead running away in terror. What do you do? What I've been destined to do. Jump on its motherfucking back and fly <laughs> a dragon straight to hell.
3: <laughs> All right. So can you please roll me an acrobatics check? Net 20. Ranger, you look at this thing and you leap before you've really formed the thought. But what's so strange is as you're falling through the air, hoping against hope, it sees you coming and you can see it start to move to avoid you. But weirdly, your brain is registering that move as it's doing it. It's almost like the gentle link it's been using to control you gives you insight into its actions and as a result, you land squarely on that motherfucker's back. Since you rolled a 20, I'm gonna give you a free hit. So you jam your blade into uh, the back of its neck. Uh, roll me your damage, please. The damage piercing is of
0: a nine.
3: <laughs> nine <laughs> points, great. And Juniper, your moonbeam's only got a five foot radius, yes. so he's able to avoid it for now.
4: Excellent.
3: So Ranger, you're now astride Quarter X. I'm going to make your roll to stay on there, but you can figure out what you want to do while you're up there. Which brings us to Butthole. You've just seen Quinny take some massive psychic damage. He looks like he's got a hella headache. And Ranger has just heroically leapt onto its back. Well, I mean, heroically is generous. Because I look down and go, Moonhammer, damn it, I wanted to (laughs) run away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ranger. (laughs) Uh, I swear as time slows around me with adrenaline so I can figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. As Quinny climbs, I just look... No, it's time. I haven't done this enough. I just close my eyes in slow motion and pray. (laughs) Moonhammer says we should run. so, So I'm like... Fuck it! Uh, and I turn, and I just start climbing the ladder back up to level one so I can get back in that hallway. But I look behind me, and just behind Quinny, I reach out, and I summon a Guardian of Moonhammer, which means in the air, just below Quinny, kind of like five feet below him, a large spectral guardian appears uh, and hovers for the duration of the spell in an unoccupied spot in range in sight. It will occupy that space for the next eight hours. So imagine, like, below Quinny, just from a little ball, like, I fart, and the fart goes down and it swirls in on itself and then from a little blue thing it just becomes a spectral form of the goddess Moonhammer as we knew her with like the hammer fist and she just does one of those sweet like the arms spin around and she just does like a combat pose facing Quartrex. and i'm just trying to climb back into that friggin' hallway
3: (laughs) very heroic great so you make your way back up the ladder to the first floor and yes you, you get into the tiny hallway Great.
1: Let me know if slash when that hostile dragon approaches
3: within 10 feet of that guardian. Will do. That brings us to quarter x. So, Juniper, you are on level one.
4: Yeah.
3: Ranger's on the back. I think it's got to deal with Ranger. That, that seems like the bigger concern. So it seems confused that you're there. This is very strange. It says, why will you not obey me?
0: I'm not your doggy." woof, woof. Uh. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: and it's going to unleash a psychic blast. So can you please roll me an intelligence save? 16. Sadly, you do not pass, so <laughs> you take a 16 points of damage, and you are charmed. So now Corderex appears to be your best friend in the whole world. And in fact, now you are his doggy, Woof Woof. Wait, what
0: was I doing again? <laughs> I love this dragon. <laughs> well, good. We should go get those guys. Oh, 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 oh you say it, don't spray it. This episode of Dum
1: Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LePlant at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at Del. Our theme songs are And Now For That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through The Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org When it comes to Dumdums and Dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice But most importantly we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice That's D-U-M-B.
0: D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dom Dumb Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.
1: Space Poddy,
0: an actual play
4: DD Spelljammer podcast. In Space podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek, and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes, set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast.
3: Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur... This a spooky Asimov child. I'm an adult. Now. An adult Asimov child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power, and the most headstrong elf I have ever met, and that includes Rascal Gar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Roganon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I gonna function?
2: Space Potity. find us wherever your podcasts are.